0: Good evening good evening Bueno Diaz. i'm just trying to learn a little bit of spanish but you guys already know what it is man we back at it no excuses let's get right into it man we're going to talk about real estate today uh, one of my favorite favorite topics and you know i got a treat for you guys because i'm actually going to tell you guys something in real time that makes things a lot smoother at this point because i, I became more confident in the home buying process and that i am uh you know excelling and being able to talk to my mortgage loan officer uh realtor and i can talk exactly what i want and i and i know what i want at this point, right so um i'm in the middle of buying my uh, i think it's my fourth or fifth property uh, but this is gonna be my primary home and at this point i know what i want i know what money i, I need to get however like i always tell you guys the first step of the home buying process is what Did you get that pre-approval? A lot of people make the assumption that they don't qualify for a loan or they can't uh, receive a loan and they don't even know what the qualifications are. They don't even know what they're missing. They may be missing one thing and it might be something minor. They may not be missing nothing at all, but they go off the assumptions of what everyone else around them is telling them, right? But That's not what we do on this channel. That's not what we do on this podcast. We go out and we ask those questions, those tough questions, and we find out what we don't want to know, what we're afraid to know. Uh, so that's step one, get the pre-approval. Now you have many, many options. You can go ahead and uh, contact the first mortgage office you see. What I normally do is I go to Google, type in mortgage office, uh, mortgages. It comes with a bunch of local companies. You now I go through reviews. I really dive into reviews. I, I look at all that stuff, but know that Going through the home buying process there's gonna be a lot of frustrated people especially if it's their first time buying a home they don't understand the process i understand there's a lot of there's a lot of uh hoops to jump through and it's, it's, it's just man you gotta stay the course so there's a lot of frustrating individuals in those reviews as well so it's not a real um it, it's not talking about the company's real merit at the end of the day so just gotta be you just gotta understand that uh, so i just look at As long as it's 4.5 or higher, I'll give them a call, um, talk about rates, all that good stuff. And then I'll just go ahead and go through the application process. And the beautiful thing about applying for a mortgage, unlike uh, multiple other properties or multiple other um, things that you might buy, is that with a mortgage, you're allowed to, I I believe for the next 60 days, 30 days, I gotta find out for sure, but, you're allowed to do multiple hard credit inquiries. That way you can shop around. So I'm right now I'm waiting for one pre-approval letter, see what it is, see what the rate's gonna be, and then boom, I'm gonna shop to the next place. And the next place, and probably get three or four quotes, and then I'll go with the best one to see you know, what the market rate is and who can beat that market rate, if they can even do that, you know what I'm saying? So that's always where you wanna start at, right? Step two, of course, where we at? We got our pre-approval letter. Now it's either one, let's find a realtor, or maybe you already have a realtor, maybe you have someone in your family. Um, me personally, I, uh, my wife has someone in her family, which is beautiful, because you know, I, I'd rather give, if, if someone's gonna need a commission, it needs to stay in the family. That's how I feel. I don't know how some of you guys feel, um, you know, this might be people i built a relationship with, and I'm like, okay, I'm good with, with the commission, you know, that's 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 cool. Now, with this commission, I want you guys to understand, you know, like I said, step two is getting a realtor, but I want to go deep into this. You have an option to negotiate. I believe on the seller side. I don't think it's on the buyer's side. It really doesn't matter because it, when you're buying a residential property, the seller is actually paying for the uh, realtor. So, but if you are selling a property, you can always negotiate that rate. Um, some realtors are, are, are cool with that. Some aren't. I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's your money. You're paying for their services. They take it or leave it. But, you know, at this game, you got to be a hardball because they're sales. Realtors are sellers. They're going to be a little bit more aggressive than you are. So you got to be make sure you have to make sure that you're firm at the end of the day. OK, so you find your realtor and then now you're shopping for homes. Now, during this process, I I understand this part with realtors of of limiting the amount of properties you see because if you see 10 15 20 properties it's gonna be hard at the end of the day to come down to a decision so make sure when you're filtering out properties and looking for what you want be as specific as possible be as specific as possible hey i want two bathrooms three bedrooms it needs to be 2,000 square feet i want to have this roof you know you might be able to find the property of your dreams you might be able to or you might not be able to, or one thing might be missing. And then now you can select from that out of the best homes you see on Zillow, Realtor, you know, wherever you search for properties. If your Realtor's sending you properties, you, you can filter them correctly, right? And you're being specific with your criteria to your Realtor, which makes their job a lot easier. Which they're not really doing anything but taking what you're asking for and they put it in a computer and that computer is sending it to them. So don't don't get overwhelmed and think that you're making them do extra work you. in reality you're not okay but it just makes everything easier when you're more precise that's all I'm saying so um, once you find out the criteria, you find out what kind of houses you like you narrow it down I would say three to four houses max that you're actually going to go look out look at and, uh, and and actually just look in person walk the property walk the outside all of that good stuff now, say you go through those three, four properties, you don't like it, then now let's start over. But out of those three, four, and, and and you like all of them, and you can number them. Hey, one through four, which one's the best, which one's the worst. Now you're talking. Now we can we can throw offers out. Okay. That's gonna be the next step. Let's put an offer in. We made it. All right. Now there's no guarantee you're gonna get your offer accepted. That's why we always suggest. Well, I, I believe you should always have multiple um options you know life's about options so make sure you have multiple options out and at this moment you can put multiple offers in and then if they get accepted decline whatever now you can maneuver and see okay this is where we're at say you got two you know because once you put this i want people to understand it you know let me slow down i want you to understand that when you put these offers in it's just an offer but you have a pre-approval letter so they know you're willing to buy. They know you're coming in to buy. It's not like you're being a window shopper. It's not like you're wasting the realtor's time, the seller's time, all of them. No, you're not doing any of that. It's like going into a store. You know you got the money. It's like going into a, a designer store. We know the cheapest thing in there is like 700 All up to 20 30 100 grand for a bag. I mean, it's crazy. Have you ever went in there knowing you don't have the money, knowing and feeling like everybody else knows you don't have the money? But in this case, you come in with a realtor and you have the pre-approval, they know you have the money. So they will entertain you, especially in this market. Now six, six nine months ago, probably not because we we're paying over asking and they were paying cash. But now we got a little bit of wiggle, okay? So you got your pre-approval, you got your letter, found a house you like you put your offers in you got multiple offers that might have came back you might have out of those four properties maybe two offers came back accepted now you go back to your ranking system Put it out rank these properties and which one I wanted the most which one did I like the most Find out of those two which one you like boom I want this one let's go ahead and sign the contract now the contract is what's going to lock this property down between you and the seller, letting them know, hey, I want this property, I'm vested in it. I want to go ahead and do my due diligence on it and to lock it in, to make it solidified in the eyes of the law. Now, I'm not no lawyer, I'm not a realtor, but to solidify it in the eyes of the law, you're gonna put what's called, um, it's, it's it's called an earnest money. You're gonna put your earnest money down. And earnest money could depend from 300 500 all the way to a thousand, two thousand. You can even put more down, uh, depending on how serious you are with the, with the property, or if there's multiple people look at the same property, just to show that hey, I'm all in on this property. I really, I, I'm, I'm going to close this deal. So, so for the average person like me or you, you might put the, the minimum down, which, you know, it's still good. Like I say the only time it becomes a problem is. What happened six or nine months ago when everybody put in aggressive offers, they put in, you know, the earnest money might've been minimum 300, but people were putting in five grand, 10 grand, whatever, just to show that they really wanted the property, they could afford it. Uh, But in this instance, man, you put down the bare minimum. I'm not putting nothing extra down. Not in this market, not today. (laughs) So put your earnest money down, that locks in the contract. Your realtor's gonna send you over a contract, hopefully digital, because it makes it a lot easier all you have to do is click 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 accept everything boom uh, however before you click click everything just make sure at a minimum that your rate your the loan amount all that stuff looks precise now it doesn't have to be deadly accurate because this isn't the, the, the last piece of this isn't the last paperwork piece of paperwork you're going to sign this is just getting the contract together it's not like uh, you know, what I found out is during the time, this document never right. But as long as I got a couple things that look right, you know, it's not too far off. I mean, for example, the property's at 230000 It doesn't say the property's going for 400, something like that. You might get your paperwork, it you might say hey, the property's 235. dollars interest rate's like a, a percent higher than what you asked for, something like that. But understand that that's not a big deal. Okay, because once again, you're gonna there's gonna be a time where you're gonna be able to check the accuracy of the paperwork prior to signing to make sure everything is good and it's G to G. Okay, so you do the earnest money. Next step is gonna be immediately you're gonna do an, a home inspection. Now it's not a requirement for most most loans. I know the VA it is. Um, sometimes you might not even need it because it's a brand new home, or you may not want to do the inspection, but understand that's it. it I think a home inspection minimum was around about 500 300 something like that. Um, it is a little bit of money. But understand this, have you ever bought a car and you knew it's a used car so you never took it to the mechanic. You just you believe you're a mechanic. You just walked around it, looked at it, maybe just sat in the car, maybe revved the engine up and that was it. You didn't look under the hood. You didn't check under the you know the the, the vehicle you know you didn't look through the nicks and crannies because you never took it to a mechanic you know a licensed mechanic that's what this part is it's somebody that's going to look at this property because you're signing for this house for 30 years 15 years whatever you're going to have this property for a long time and nine times out of ten especially if it's a used property even if it's new within a month or two something's going to break something's going to break so at least you have an idea of what's going on you can see um, the nicks and crannies of the property and understand more about the property and uh the wear and tear and the maintenance of it and making sure someone stayed on it i mean you can see someone with a brand new car and then they take it to they trade it in for a used car you come to go buy that used car now now that it's not new and, uh, and they only had it for a year they didn't keep up with the maintenance they didn't keep up with the oil changes they didn't keep up with a lot of things and now that car is that's the same idea with this um now what i've learned for my history of oh, my history of actually doing inspections is that not only do you need to get a home inspector, but I would I would actually think about getting a licensed electrician, a licensed plumber, um a roofer. And you know, if the foundation's not too bad, cool, but I might even get somebody else you know, four different people in their own specialties. And even a, a general contractor to walk through that property, pay them to walk through that property on top of the inspector. Because nine times out of ten, I'm sorry, inspectors, go ass ain't licensed. I'm sorry, sorry for the language. But they're probably not, not, not. They're not. A, they're probably just a general contractor. They're not electrician. They're not a plumber. They're not a roofer. So they're just going off of their eyes and what they see. They're they're paid to look for st- stuff. They're paid to, to, to down an inspection report now i want to go i'm going a little deeper in this because i really want you guys to understand this inspection is the time for you to find out what's really going on with this property you know and during in a home buying process it's like poker man so you, you 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 don't know what's going on with it you don't ever get to meet the seller no one's walking you through these properties no one's going to tell you what issues they had prior to to listing this property they're not doing any of that so it's on you to do your due diligence. So, don't don't get done sign the paper and then regret it immediately because you didn't find out that the furnace was about to go out, or the goddamn AC is going out, or there's a foundation issue, or whatever. You can't. You have no one to blame but yourself. And I, I really suggest you spend the extra money to get this done. I mean, I I, I can't say it any other way. Now. You get the inspection done. You, of course, you get the inspection report back. This we have a little bit of bargaining power. Uh, like I said, especially in this market because now there's not that many buyers anymore. Okay, so you get the inspection report back. You read it. You find out. Oh well, it doesn't have so many GFCI outlets. Um, you know, there's a damaged door. The window seals are messed up. Um, the roof may or may not need to be replaced. This is a time where you can actually say, hey, look, the property was selling for 300, it needs a new roof. I need you to come down 50 grand because I got to buy a new roof. You know? And then this is where it goes back and forth between your realtor and the seller's realtor. And sometimes you can take money off. Sometimes you can get money back. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of things you can do. And then sometimes, man, some people just call your bluff and say, you want this property I'm going to sell it. If you don't buy it, someone else is going to buy it. It's as is, take it or leave it. Hey, just, this game is, this real estate game, this home buying process, it's not easy. It's not as easy as it looks, so. I'm just being 100 with you, being real with you. I've never heard no one say it, but I'm saying it to you. And hopefully you're able to keep up. I know it's a lot of information, but just rewind, go back, before have any questions, definitely hit me in the comment section, all right? All right, so now you got the inspection done and you're good with it i accept that it's fine um you have so many days you can actually also tell your realtor you sign that contract uh, and you put your earnest money down you can also ask for what's called um you get 10 extra days i forgot what it's called but you can buy an extra you know like an extra week just to vet the property a little longer if you like and that allows you to back out of the contract I, i forgot what that term is i'm sorry but just ask your realtor. They'll, they'll know what I'm talking about. Hey, I want to just spend a little bit extra money so I can have a little longer to vet uh, the property. Is that okay? What is that called? And they'll, they'll let you know. That's why you have a realtor on the side. So they are, they are good. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they're good and they're needed. So I'm not downplaying realtors. So, okay. Okay. I don't want to hurt no feelings. So we accept the contract. We go back and forth. And now we're good to take the property now we're going to sign this official contract I believe is it, was, it, was, it was one more contract no no once you pass those a the, 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 the certain amount of days through your due diligence now the contract's locked in you're good to go now I believe this is the underwriting process you have to deal with on, on your side of the bank so the pre-approvals is really a soft credit pool they might ask you a little bit of information about you know yourself your financials work history etc right that's to get you that pre-approval letter that says, "Hey, you can go shop for a house at 200 grand, 300 grand, whatever." And then now you find a property, you do a contract, you, you do due diligence, all that good stuff. Now the bank has to verify all the information you gave them earlier. You have to verify, make sure you can afford it. They're gonna, they're really gonna go with a fine-tooth comb uh, through your financials, and this is going this is what's called underwriting. These are individuals you're never going to meet, never going to see. Your realtor is never going to see, never going to meet. Your own officer is never going to meet, never going to see. However, they do email the underwriters back and forth. They need more information. They need an explanation of why you have $10,000 cash in just put in your account and you didn't claim it or, or you know. They they do things like that where they're just trying to make sure that, okay, can you afford this property? Because, you know, if you guys don't remember around 2007, uh, I think it was 2007 2005 somewhere in there, the housing market crashed and it was just a disaster because they didn't do these type of things they didn't verify anything you could tell somebody you made a million dollars and they didn't even know they didn't verify it. they just took you on your word so all that's changed they are going to dig through so don't get scared about this don't get scared about this you have to know what's going on and they'll give you time to correct it Give you time to find the information if they can go around it, they'll go around it and ask you for something different. Uh, tax returns, of course, you know you got to have your tax returns. They're definitely going to ask for that, you know. So this is the time where you're going to find out the, what's really needed. And then once the underwriting process is done, now we, now we home, baby. We're going to do what's called a closing. Getting ready to close so we can get them keys. But, I, you know, I always got to be Debbie Downer sometimes. Look, I, I learned the hard way. I just want to tell you guys: you don't get the keys at signing, unfortunately. I mean, unless you're paying cash, uh, because they actually have to wait for funding to get approved. So you'll get to closing. The seller gets to closing. You normally close on the same day. You know, whatever. You, you still don't see each other, but you'll sign your half of the paperwork. It's a lot of paperwork. But remember, those first, there's, there's, there's three or four different uh, actual. Uh, pieces of paper that's very very important of course you need to make sure you verify the loan amount this is where you need to verify everything and make sure and you should have got you know an email a week before to show you what those closing documents look like just so you can verify what would be at the closing table that way you can make sure that it was everything is correct and it should be corrected at the uh at the actual uh closing table once you go to the closing table, boom, you sign everything, good to go, you wait for funding, and now you got keys, man. Now you're officially a homeowner, you're able to move in, you're able to do your thing. You're able to do whatever you want with the property, you know, within the within the legal realm. You know? uh, but that's, that's really all it takes, man. And I, I want you guys to understand, yes, it's tedious, yes, it's, sometimes it's boring. However, man, go through it, uh, have fun with the process, ask questions because it may not be your first your first and only home you're buying you know you may decide to move and buy a new house later on so ask questions know what you're doing make sure you can afford it please do not buy too much house just because you qualify for four do don't mean you need a four hundred thousand dollar house you know your payment might be two grand but if you go down to 220 your your payments now is like a thousand dollars fifteen twelve hundred no, but you get the same type of house it just might not be as nice or might not be in the, in the location you might have wanted so please compromise what needs to be compromised just so you can live comfortably because uh, like i said you're going to have those expenses and so make sure that you prepare for any expenses uh any any unexpected repairs that would be the biggest thing all right you already know what it is if you got any questions comments put it down and where you need to put it at you know what i'm saying <laughs> like and subscribe do that thing uh you already know what it is mike clark peace